I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Gallant Fuse Top 10. This is a, a series we're going to try where we basically pick a decade, era, um, open it up and ask listeners to put in their top 10 players from said era. As we're piling it, we are starting from <laughs> the bottom of the barrel and this is part one of the top 10 players for from the journey. Um, we've asked listeners to... Send in who the top 10 players were from Rangers' time in the lower divisions. My name's Colin McDuff and I'll be leading the charge. Here to help me uh, go down memory lane and hopefully not uh, incur any PTSD. First of all, Chris Hampton, how are you? I'm very good, thanks, Colin. Um, I had brought back some memories looking through this list. <laughs> but like looking through your ex-girlfriend, some names you want to forget, you know? <laughs> I know, it's... Um... It is kind of like looking at a photo for 2004 and you see your fucking flared jeans and you're like, what was I thinking at the time? Um, it really is like that. Uh, also joining is Davey Pollock. How are you? I'm good, Colin. Yeah, this is. I'm looking on this as some sort of catharsis for me that, you know, is uh, we went through those those years in, in the lower divisions and we had some no bad players, but we had some fucking dross. But uh, we just had to put up with it, you know, so it was just part of the, the process, just getting us back to where we are today. But aye, down memory lane, some of it a wee bit painful, but here we go. I know. So the, the format is, although it's the top 10 I've asked all the listeners for, um, depending on how many responses we get, we'll do between 15 and 20 players for each, um, each category. So today we're going to... Well, over these next two shows, we're going to go through the top 15 in the poll. Um, the way we've done the poll, for players who um, put their, their selections in order, for first place, they got 10 points. For 10th place, they got one point. Um, for MD who didn't put it in order, every player just got five points apiece. So we're going to go through, hopefully, 15th to 8th. And without further ado, I'm going to show you who came in 15th place. So, we signed him for Dundee United in 2013 on a free transfer. 72 games for Rangers in total over two seasons. 29 goals during that time. Davey Pollock, kick us off. What's your thoughts on Big John Daly making the cut in the top 15? I'm almost speechless because... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that John Daly would have made it, but he did. And to be honest, I, I thought Big John was uh, in his time. I, I never had uh, any issues with the big, the big man. I think he he did his level best for us, and 
the only game that that kind of sticks in my head is the Stenhouse and your game when he when he just kept scoring in the second half, you know, and we were cheering him loudly. So I know he's he kind of took a bit of, of abuse at home and away, but I thought he was he was a decent player for us, you know, and it was uh, obviously at that level, and he was at that level. So I wouldn't like to see him in the team today. It would have been a, a completely different proposition, but fair play to the big man for uh, taking on that challenge and uh, kind of stood up to it. So, but I, I'm definitely surprised that he's he's made, gosh, possibly even the top 20, but uh, John Daly, so someone out there is batting for him. I wouldn't say I would be, but there you go. Yeah, we should say, um, the, <laughs> as much as we're looking for uh, listeners to engage, if we don't agree with it, we're probably going to say, but um, I think it's going to be a, a hat-trick of surprises here for John Daly being included. In fairness, Chris, I was, at the time, after his goal-scoring record for Dundee United, I thought he played very well against us for Dundee United. They bullied us. I could see the merit in this side. I was actually quite, you know, quite happy that we were, were getting a player in that standard at the time. I'm kind of along the lines with Davey where he did do well for us. I don't really herald him as one of the, the great icons of the, of the lower divisions. What's your thoughts on him? Yeah, mate, you could never doubt his attitude, do you know what I mean? He came here, clearly, clearly wasn't his boyhood club. That didn't affect him, do you know what I mean? He scored goals. And he done us a, he done us a turn when we were down the, the leagues, do you know what I mean? That's what we were kind of hoping for, um, was players to come in who'd proven goal-scoring record. Do you know what I mean? he done it in the SPL, done it against us various times as well, do you know what I mean? He, he was a nightmare to play against. Yeah, mate, do you know what I mean? No, can't fault the guy for his effort. His goals came in handy and he done a job. But they said it was just, he wouldn't get near the top 10, but I'm certainly, do you know what I mean? He did play his part. Absolutely, and I think that's why the listeners are, are, are probably put him in, um, because it's it's open to interpretation who's your top 10, who's, it could be who's the best player who who featured in terms of talent is who had the most impact, who done it consistently. So it is open to the listeners' interpretation. Um, what we'll do is we moved in the list, I'll give everybody a shot at each of you coming first. So staying with yourself, Chris, at number 14. Uh, he was the Rangers' number one after Al McGregor moved on. One of a handful of senior players to remain after the demotion to the third division. Um, he kept the Rangers goal when Rangers face breaking in the, that first Challenge Cup game. 32 when we kicked off in the lower leagues, and I thought he was going to be with Rangers for another four or five years. Criminally, um, in my opinion, we moved him on at the end of the first season to Crystal Palace. Neil Alexander comes in at 14th. What's your thoughts on him making the list? Yeah, mate, mate, he was a, a decent enough backup boy, do you know what I mean? Um, obviously, I know it's not about that, but he played a big part when we went to Manchester in 2008, do you know what I mean? Um, he was playing some fiddle to McGregor, and he was one person that could have moved on with the rest of them when the, when the Rats were, were, uh, were all leaving us. He could, I think him and Wallace were the two that could have got a bigger move, you know, but um, I was grateful he stayed. Wish he stayed a bit longer, do you know what I mean? After the <laughs> after the disaster of the goalkeepers after him. But I mean I he, he was decent enough, do you know what I mean? Then again, somebody else I'm very grateful for. So I'm grateful for them all first time, but for me, him and uh, Wallace were the two I thought that would have uh, could have got a bigger move or could have played at a decent level again and stayed. So I mean I'm happy him have him there. Davey, for sentimental value, I place Alexander quite further up in the list in my own list. Um, because I thought, echoing what Chris said, he he could have went to top end of the English Championship. He could have went anywhere else in Scotland. Um, he stayed, he stayed to to help Rangers through the the divisions and hearing them speak afterwards about. He was gutted that he got let go. I, I think it's madness that we let him go. And I, I can see why listeners will maybe no place him in the top 10 um, or, or too high up the top 10 because he was only there for a season. What's your thoughts on where Alexander's placed? I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad he's included because I think Neil Alexander has always struck me as, as someone who you would 
you wouldn't mind being in the trenches with, you know, he stuck by us. He's, he was a great attitude, uh, you know, and he saw us over that threshold, quite willing to stay. And, and there must be a story to be told about why Neil Alexander left when he did, because I think he would have uh, saw it through and he was prepared to make sacrifices. A good goalkeeper, you know, as, as Chris has just said, you know, he saw us to Manchester. Uh, I mean, he's... Uh, his performance in, in in Florence, you know, in terms of uh, you know, getting us to the through that semi final is, is kind of seared into my heart. So I love him for that alone. But I think his attitude was spot on. <clears throat> he was uh, someone who I would have loved to have seen stay at the club and saw us back. And although you know, I'm kind of letting my heart rule my head here in terms of his goalkeeping ability, maybe and and you know, as. As he got older, I mean, it took it did take us four years. So, as to whether he would have made the full journey, I don't know. But uh, no, Neil Alexander, uh, absolutely, you know, a special place in my heart uh, for sticking by us. And I, I would just love to know the story of, of how he ended up leaving, because just in I just think there must be a story to be told there as to what happened behind the scenes. I know he's spoken after that, and he went on to you know. Uh, continue to play at a, a, a really good level, so I, I just wish that had been with Rangers. Aye, it's th- there must be something going on behind the scenes um, with, with why he left. And what, one of the big regrets that we all have is not bleeding in enough long-term youth prospects um, through through that time. I think the only one who really made it for the third division only have a, a career, a decent career else like in the in the premiership was maybe Barry Mackay. But with Neil Alexander being 32 at the time he'd run in the third division, the, the age that keepers can play at, he could he could have still been playing in the championship at 35, 36, um, as far as I'm concerned. And my my kind of romantic idea was always that He's the perfect type of keeper to bleed a young goalie in, or a young cutter goalies, and he's just there as a safe pair of hands um, while keepers try and find their feet in the odd game or two. Yeah, I mean, I think from you look at some of the the people who, who stepped in after he left, and you're thinking, why did we not keep Neil Alexander? It just seems bonkers. So that just leads me to think maybe there's something that I don't know about that story, which... Uh, Led to him leaving because it just seems bizarre. I, I'm I'm sorry that he did leave, and, and as you said, you know the safe pair of hands, he should have stayed. Chris, do you think it's maybe a a sign of the times at the club more than anything that we let him go? Absolutely, mate. Do you know what I mean? I think every crook in Scotland had a wee bit of hands in Rangers at the time. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been for football reasons he left. Definitely, and the way the way he spoke about the club and the way he spoke about his time and stuff like that, I think it was out of his hands as well. Pardon the pun. But dum dum goalkeeping pun, brilliant. Um, don't say you don't get comedy value in the gallant few. So moving on to number thirteen, same with you, David Pollock, um, for your thoughts on him first. So we signed this boy for Motherwell, um, a free transfer in two thousand thirteen. Um, as Rangers took on the challenge of League One. Um, he was an integral part of uh, Rangers' unbeaten league campaign that season. He remained at Rangers for both seasons in the Championship, and injury kept him out of the first half of Mark Warburton's first season. But he did return for the business end of the season, and he was one of the goal scorers in the penalty shootout victory over Celtic at Hamden. 122 games for Rangers all in all uh, before leaving in 2016, getting themselves 26 goals for midfield. Nicky Law comes in at number 13. What's your thoughts on him? I really like Nicky Law. I just thought he, uh, he offered us a goal for it. Something we could do with today, I think. So, no, I thought he uh, he played well. He, he, was, he was reliable. I think there was a kind of Divided opinion in the stands at Ibrox, you know, on Nicky Law. I think he was, uh, he became a bit of a whipping boy in terms of, you know, when when things were kind of tight for us on the pitch and Nicky Law, you know, would take some abuse. But I think uh, Nicky Law was 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 a, a fantastic player for Rangers. I think we certainly got uh, our money's worth from Nicky. Uh, and, and he went down to, down south, uh, uh, is it Derby? 
whoever he, he signed for. So when he left Rangers, you know, he, he continues to play at a decent level. So and Nicky Love, you know, did his turn for us. He uh, so he would have been in, in 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 my he is in my I actually drew up my top team and and Nicky Law is, is is in that team. So uh no and Nicky he's got uh, no case to answer in terms of uh, what he provided us during those years. In terms of top tens, Chris, Nicky Law would make mine as well, albeit maybe around the seven eight mark. Um are you surprised not to see him in the top ten? Yeah, McBerry, he would be in my top ten as well. Um, he's a player, he came in and he scored goals, do you know what I mean? There was a turn again, he took a downgrade coming down, albeit I probably offered more money than Motherwell, but do you know what I mean? And he was humble enough to say, no, to come down. Done well. I still get the fear today when I watch the penalties when he steps up. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Even though, even though I know the outcome, I still panic. But, um, no, I, I like Nicky Law. Especially, do you know what I mean? He was a cut above the rest when we were in the second division of the third tier, sorry. Um, do you know what I mean? I thought he was a standout, scored some great goals. Then that first season in the Championship, the horrific season, I thought he'd done well as well. He was one of a handful of players that done all right. Scored some good goals for us against Premiership teams when we beat Kilmarnock in the Cup and stuff like that. So definitely done as a turn. And aye, he would be in my top 10, no problem at all. But am I correct in thinking, you know, when we played Celtic in the semi final, it was the penalty shootout, Chris? Mm-hmm. I mean, was the was there a collective groan in the Rangers' end when Nicky Law yes. stepped forward? Yes, mate. See when, see and, when, see when you watch they, the penalties. Yeah, yeah there's a few people with their head in their hands, you know, as Nicky uh, strolled up to the penalty box, but he, uh, so, he did the business. You I, hear, hear 20,000, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know what made it worse? See, when Nicky Law heard, uh, for fuck's sake, he kind of hesitated, and I think it was actually Andy Halliday who maybe ushers him on, because he walked forward a couple of yards, and then he, he paused, and then that just made it worse, and... We speak all the time about penalty shootouts. It doesn't matter how much talent you've got. Um, well, it doesn't matter that much. It's all about your boys and your mentality going into that shootout. And at that point, I thought, he he doesn't believe in himself. He's fucking putting it straight to the keeper. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good penalty, by the way. It was. Uh, maybe it's just baited as all. Well. Maybe uh, double bluff the keeper. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I, do remember, I remember that penalty shootout. He will, and... and... And Nikilo steps forward and oh god, oh god! So sticking with yourself, Chris, um, we're going on to number twelve. So we signed this boy for Kilmarnock in the summer of twenty twelve. Um, he did claim at the time that he had several offers from elsewhere in the UK and on the continent. Uh, he could have went elsewhere, but he wanted to play his part in. Rangers going through the divisions. Got 31 goals in over 120 games for Rangers, including 43 appearances under Mark Warburton to secure promotion to the Premier League. Somebody who was there for the start to the start of the journey right to the end. Um I thought he looked unplayable in the in the third division and in the league one as Dean Shields at number twelve. What's your thoughts on him? Yeah, mate, I, I, I was surprised to see him so low. I thought he'd have been a bit higher. Again. He was a decent player, you know, he done well at Hibs. He always tricky against us, scored a good few goals. He scored a couple of goals sorry, against Celtic for Hibs as well. Yeah, he was decent, mate, do you know what I mean? He took a fair bit of abuse from my wee fans and that. You know what I mean? It just kind of gets wiped under the carpet because he plays for Rangers. But I liked him. Again, he was a standout in the Division 3. Too good for that level and especially as well. And even under Warburton, I thought he, he looked all right at the start of the season as well. And he kind of just fell away a wee bit. Do you know what I mean? But uh, he was a really good player. That, um, <clears throat> and one I was surprised that came down, but I'm glad he did. Davey, it was, um, there's no too many players that we're talking about on this list who were there from Division 3 right until we secure the promotion in the Premier League. And looking at the list, I think there is a bit of maybe recency bias where some of the some of the players have been picked and it's maybe they're picked on their ability rather than the impact that they've had, uh, which is absolutely fair dues. Everybody's entitled to put in the the reason behind their picks. But I think if we look at impact throughout the, the full journey, Dean Shields is up there with the, with the best of them. Yeah, I think Dean Shields was, was a, a 
a good standard of a player, you know, and, and was playing way below his level, you know, when we were in the third division, second division. So God bless him for uh, seeing it through. I thought Dean Shaw's was an excellent player. You see, he was technically very good, you know, and he probably wouldn't be far below our squad at the moment in terms of, you know, some of our midfielders. So I, I, he was he was an excellent player. Obviously, he's, a, he's one of our own, which is always good. You know, he's a, a volunteer rather than a conscript. So, no, Dean Shields was in goals. <clears throat> uh, you know, you'd see some of the finishes that he, when it was technically superb, you know, pinging them into the corner, he was, yeah, he did well for us, you know, and we did have some uh, absolute Ross Dean Shields wasn't one of them. He was, and, and, you know, he continued. I see he's now, I think he was with his dad in the kind of back, backroom staff at the Northern Ireland squad. So he's kind of all got on to a coach. You can see that he's uh, quite a good player <clears throat> and, and he's now sharing that experience with, with, with the lads. So Dean Shields was uh, a good player. It would have been, and it's, there's a, I mean, there's a million what ifs during this period, isn't there? You know, it would have been interesting to see Dean Shields play at a, you know, the top level and is it within a Rangers team and see how we got on. You know, I'm not saying that he would have been a, a stunning success, but it, it would have been nice to try and find out. But you no, know, Dean was a was a lovely player. I liked him. I, I think again, you know, that when you're up against some of the level, you know, third division, second division, and the standard isn't that high, you know, and they're willing to boot people up in the air just a wee bit more often and and he wasn't that type of player. He wasn't going there and scrapping people. It was get the ball on the deck, ping passes. You could see that from you just a wee run through the goals that Dean Shields scores, and uh, superb. The boy, the boys got it. Had it anyway. It's an interesting point. I wonder if we signed him the season before, would he have been a better option than Matt McKay, uh, for example? No laughing at the back um, for his impact on Rangers before the the motion, but he was. But we're talking about the talent of Dean Shields, but what I'd probably call out is he he never really shirked away and he he did always apply himself. And I think you've seen the the, the likes of, um, I'm not going to, this this pod's meant to be um, promoting the players who had an impact in the journey. But, you know, that wee rat who played in the middle of the park, the idiots who played up front. When we talk about attitude and applying themselves, we didn't get that for everybody, but we'd certainly got that for Dean Shields for four years. Didn't always work out, but. Absolutely. Um, I don't think we can fault his effort um, as well as his ability at that level. So, sticking with yourself, Davy, this is the last one before we get to the top 10. So, before we played in the third division, he'd already broken through the the youth uh, from the Youth Academy at Rangers and already a Northern Ireland international. Um, at this point, he's a very promising player in his early 20s, decided to stay at Rangers. In the first season, he's a second top goal scorer, grabbing 25 goals in the third division. He did miss the majority of the second season through injury before being released. None other than Andy Little, um, another player I was delighted to see stay. I think um, he could have went on and had a very decent career elsewhere. What's your thoughts on him coming in at number 11? Uh, well, to be honest, a little surprised that he's, uh, he's that high up the list because although, you know, in his initial impact and, and the fact that he stayed because, you know, I know we had, there was big prospects for Andy Little, we thought, you know, I thought he would have gone on to be a better player than he eventually became. But he certainly made his contribution. Uh, but I think he, I mean, he's clearly, again, one of our own. So we're, uh, we can, I, I think they get the sympathy vote for that. But Andy was, his goal-scoring record initially was was excellent. But I think as he would have struggled, you know, probably championship, Premier League, you know. So I know he did have the goal against Celtic prior to our slide. But uh, <clears throat> Andy Little didn't quite fulfil the potential that I, I, I thought he had initially. So but, uh, God bless him. But I, I'm personally surprised he's as high as he is. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Chris, Andy Little, there was a good bit of excitement coming through for him um, before 2012. Um, featuring the right back and up front. Um, I was delighted to see him stay. It's probably a crying shame that injury has hindered his uh, career and it was a crying shame to see him leave Rangers so early on. Yeah, mate. Um, I like Tom. You know I mean? He seemed a decent enough guy. He was one of our own. He got the club. Do you know what I mean? He just feels to be a bit generous maybe putting him in, especially so close to the top 10. Um, the good third, third season in the third division, as you said, he was the second top goal scorer that season, but that was the third division, do you know what I mean? That, he was way above that league, but I agree with Davey. If he stayed, I don't think he would have maybe been a great impact in the Championship, and certainly not if we go back up the top leagues. Do you know what I mean? Um, he was unlucky with injury, but for me, I, I, don't, I feel like just obviously punching above his weight in the third division doesn't quite cut it, do you know what I mean? No, I don't that's seem harsh on him. <laughs> Say that again? I don't want to seem too harsh, but... <laughs> no, no, you're right, it's... Um... And when I was doing my own list, um, he he didn't make my top ten. But I was surprised when I was drawing up initial names, he was one of the first names I thought about. But then when I went back and I forgot he was only there, he only really played in that first season. Um, and you know, it's I think I'm probably again putting a lot of weight on the sentimental sentimental notion that he stayed. He, he was there before and he stayed. Um, but no, I think um, the biggest thing with Andy, Andy Little is it, it, his career probably could have projected any a much higher level if if it was his own lucky with injury. Um, so, boys, we're into the top 10. So, Chris, I'm going to stay with you. And the first on the list, he is the first name of Grony Company um, who joined as part of Mark Warburton's revolution, if you like. Um and he joined for Rangers' second attempt at winning the championship. Suffering for the Stars, left by Cammy Bell, Steve Simonson and the likes. Uh, we were in dire need of a stable number one. And I think we got our wishes for that season when Wes Fordham arrived. Um, I think he was well above the uh, championship level at the time of signing. Are you happy to see him in the top ten? Yeah, mate. Do you know what I mean, um... As far as keepers concerned, him and Alexander were the only credible ones in the, the journey. Do you know what I mean? We, had, as you pointed out, we had some absolute dross. Fothering was a wee, was above the Scottish Championship, but done a good job. Solid performance. Do you know what I mean? A couple of good saves in the the shootout as well against Celtic. So yeah, I mean, I'm happy to have him there, and I feel yeah, he was, was humble enough to come. He obviously understood the the size of the club and. He was a steady set of hands and he's been on to have a decent career after he left us. I know, obviously, a lot of people kind of fault him when he got in the Premier League and stuff like that, but he's doing well at Sheffield United. Good on him. David, um, signed for Swindon Town for 200 grand. Um, got 50 games for Rangers in his first season. Probably, for me, it's the first time we've had a Rangers goalie who was so comfortable with the ball at his feet and he was maybe a, a level up in terms of ball distribution. Probably for the first time since Ronald Vateris, who with the ball at his feet, Vateris probably could have played in midfield if he wanted to. Um but it's it was very much he was very much testament to the, the new Rangers that Warburton was trying to build in this fourth three progressive attacking football. Well I think the signing of West Fodding was a was a absolute blessing, you know, because some of the goalkeepers that we'd gone through, you know, good God. And and when Wes arrived, you know, and to use the 
cliche of, of the day is that they say fair hands. So he was, uh, you know, Christ, we were, uh, I, I was almost in tears when I saw him because it was good to have a decent keeper. Uh, you know, West Fotheringham actually watched uh, Sheffield Wed Sheffield United's game on Wednesday uh, and they lost 3-1 and, and I was I always zoom in on Wes every time I do see them. So I deliberately watched the highlights of that game just so that I could see how he got on, you know. So he, but he did let in three, uh, but I, he has a, I have a soft spot in my heart for West Fotheringham because he, he, he was a proper goalkeeper, you know, after going through some 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 real dodgy guys who, I don't know where we got them from, you know, somebody was named Robinson. Oh, my God. Cammy Bell. Jesus. And and when West turned up, you know, he was the number one. And you say, you know, with the ball at his feet, he was uh, he was as good as uh, what we've got today, I think. Short stopping, you know, I think he was susceptible. Some, some of the long shots that West didn't stop were always a concern, you know. It, it seemed to be that the, the teams that we were playing against, even in the championship, you know, realised that from 20, 25 yards, have a pop, you'll not stop them all. So yeah, I think that was maybe just a slight weakness, you know, maybe even a slight weakness, but one of the weaknesses in his, uh, in his game. But, you know, I've always, I, I think he was probably, he's got, he's down as my goalkeeper, of the best uh, of the lot in terms of the the goalkeepers that we had during the <clears throat> the journey back. So for that, you know, God bless you, Wes. That that's interesting because in the in terms of the top ten, I rate him higher. Uh, no, I rate Alexander higher, and it's back to that. I don't know. No, I think there's maybe two shows of thought. It's the romantic notion of who stayed and who was there in the absolute trenches, and then maybe. The, the recency thought of the players who played in the better team and at the business end, and aye, they're both of equal importance, I'd say. Um, but it's interesting to see the, the shows are fought in Wes Fordenham coming in higher than Neil Alexander. Um, staying with you, Davey, we're now firmly into the top 10 and we're staying with the Warburton era. Um, number nine. Signed from Hearts, and we only had to pay a development fee of sixty-five grand. He already had a championship medal in the bag for his spell at Hearts, playing a key part in the first half of their two thousand fifteen season. He was put on loan to Sheffield United due to Hearts needing the cash, basically. Signed by Warburton and Weir, it was very much a heartbeat in the midfield. Not quite the flair player. Um, when I say the heartbeat in the midfield, but that he was the engine room, of course. Jason Holt is a man I'm talking about. I've always had a soft spot for Jason Holt. Are you surprised to see him in the top 10? No, because he's in my top team. I love Jason Holt. I think Jason was his commitment, his work rate, the goals that he chipped in with, a really underrated player. I mean, I was I was uh, not pleased when he, Jason Holt ended up leaving Rangers. And I think, you know, probably, you know, being wise after the event, you know, that we should have kept a hold of Jason Holt. Uh, it may not be with Rangers today, but I think we should have had another couple of years out of Jason Holt. He he never let us down. His attitude was absolutely spot on. Uh, you know, he was, as, he, as you can see him as he plays today, he'll probably be playing against us today. Every time we come up against Livingston, Jason Holt, the last game at Ibrox that we played, Jason Holt was... Uh, you know, always features prominently in that game. And even at the game, you know, that we, we recently played at Ibrox when we, we drew one each with them. And Jason Holt, I'm thinking, why did we let that guy go? Uh, no, I, I love Jason Holt. He's, he's in my team. Uh, I absolutely love the player. So, I mean, he's not the biggest, obviously, but his, his heart's the biggest. He never gave anything less than 100%. Love the wee man. Chris, he's firmly in my top 10 as well. Um, I, I always really like Jason Holt. And when we talk about the players who struggled in the lower divisions um, with the, the physicality and just not having the right attitude, Jason Holt is the other end of the shell for this. And for us, a small guy, it was like a wee terrier who always stood up to the fight, albeit he might not have had the, the most ability in the world, but it's very Rangers-esque of just... You know, you don't need all the ability in the world. You just need to work hard. And work hard will always be talent when talent doesn't work hard. 
Absolutely, mate. And I'm glad he's in the top ten as well. Um, as you said, he was a wee terrier. He had that wee bark about him, didn't he? And if you remember the game against Hibs at Ibrooks, the the four two game, top of the league clash just after Christmas. Do you know what I mean? I think Hibs had already beat us that season, and we'd obviously beat them Warburton's first game. But what Holt's popped up with two goals that day. When Hibs had scored early, Holt made it one each and two one, and that that game was momental. That game, that game, we dragged on for that. Went on to squish the league, and he was great. Do you know what I mean? They played great in the semi final against Celtic as well, and I, I love the wee guy. I don't think he would maybe be good enough to be in the team just now, but that's nothing on him. But I, he was a hundred percent every single game, and you couldn't fault him. Again, wasn't the most. When they say he was the most gifted players, he wasn't an Iniesta or a Xavi, do you know what I mean? But he was somebody who gave you a win on that park. You know he'd, he'd fight to the final ball. And he's just a likeable wee guy. There's something about him. He's got that cheeky wee face, doesn't he? Where you think he's going to be a wee softy, then he really bites you. <laughs> Absolutely. We've all, went to, we've all went to Peter Jack Russell and came off fucking with a, a bloody thumb at some point. And that's like, <laughs> that's like Jason Hole in the middle of the park. And I think that characteristic, people forget that. I know we're kind of delving into post-journey era, but he was given the captain's armband before James Tavenier was announced the permanent captain. And I think that's testament to the character of the player. And... Jason Holt is in this top 10, rightly so, for his attitude and his car- his character well above his, his talent. And I don't want to be disrespectful. At, at the championship level and even the Premier League level, he's, he's more than a capable midfielder. Um, but it's really it's, it's really just having that blood and thunder in his game and his, in, in his heart. But I think one of the other wee attributes of Jason Holt that I loved was his willingness to kind of run beyond the lines, you know, much like Scott Arfield will do today. So he was always willing to make himself available, bursting into the box. And you can see that from the number of goals that Jason Holt scored and the number of assists that he, he, he had at Ibrox. Because uh, I think I, I loved that part of his game. He was always willing to, to kind of make that run, make himself available, get in countless times. You would see him make those runs. Didn't always come off, but when he did get the ball, you know, he was usually good for a strike on goal or, or laying it off for someone else. His attitude was was spot on. I mean, if if you could bottle that, you know, we would uh, we'd make a fortune selling it because he he just it was perpetual, you know, positive, positive, positive in terms of the runs into the box. I, I just I just thought he was a cracking player. Absolutely. Um... Staying with you, Chris, on in number eight. So for me, this man was very much a shining light in a dark, dark period. Um, all the off, off-field stuff, um, the spivs were absolutely running a club to the ground. Um, the it, it wasn't a great time off the field, but on the pitch, a product of the youth academy, he made his debut in that first game against Brecon and over the following two and a half years, I think he developed and he had the key man in the middle of the park. I really hope that he'd develop into a leader for long term for Rangers when we finally go back to the Premiership. But due to the state of the club at the time, it was absolutely criminal. We sold him for 850 grand and that was basically to keep the bank balance afloat. Um, injury has... Um, had a stolen on his career since and he's no reached the heights and it's a, another crying shame. But firmly in the top in my top ten, Lewis McLeod. What's your thoughts on him? Absolutely, mate. He would be further up my list. Um, as you said, he was the one, the one spark in that horrible time. It was brilliant. And when we we played some, we played a lot of SPL teams. When we were in the lower divisions. Remember, we beat Motherwell in the first season, and we beat St Johnson that horrible season. When just after McLeod, just before McLeod left, and. He was brilliant in the games, never looked out of place. Scored some brilliant goals for Rangers. I remember an overhead kick at uh, away to Livingston. I remember an overhead kick away to Air United. Do you know what I mean? He was one player he enjoyed watching, when, even when it was rubbish around him. Do you know what I mean? Let's be honest, the football was terrible, right? You watched the first game against Breakin and you went off. Oh, all, the, all the high and all the camaraderie and you did it. Went, We're in for it here. Do you know what I mean? But he was one player you enjoyed watching. Was was second when he left. Do you know what I mean? And we all know why, and we all know that was out of his hands. And but he was great. 
he's one player I'd love to have seen that obviously injury would obviously get sold and his injuries after it prevented him from going further in his career. But he was one person that uh, from the start I'd love to have seen being my face the full way. I'd love to have seen him in the SPL. If I, injury aside and obviously getting sold, I think he'd have been a big player for us when we get back to the top as well. And just one of the things, but he definitely made more than an impact and definitely played his part in getting us back. Davy, when we talk about uh, the big regret for the lower divisions was no, we didn't bleed in enough young players to get top, um, top team experience and, and and really start to develop for for the long term aim being that they can compete at the top end of the Premiership. I think Lewis McLeod is probably the outlier in that where that was the trajectory he was going on and it notices that it, it, it's not just the potential. I think you've done the business on the pitch at a time we needed people to step up as well. Well, he didn't actually make my top team, but he did make the bench. So he had, there was potential. I think he was kind of not unlike Andy Little. The, there was promise of so much more. And, you know, he'd showed early signs that he's, he's clearly a quality player. And, you know, just for, as Chris has said, you know, the range of goals that he would chip in with, you think, you know, this this boy is, uh, could be something special. I wouldn't say that he kind of reached the heights, which I, obviously injury played a huge part in all of this. I mean, his time at Brentford was just, was just horrible. Uh, so, I mean, with the benefit of hindsight, you would say, you know, it would have been a, probably a blessing that we did sell him because he would have been in our treatment table rather than Brentford's. But uh, certainly lots of potential and and it's a crying shame, you know, as it turns out, the, the, the injuries that they've had, the, the impact that they've had on that boy's career. So he's a, he's one of the what might have been for me in terms of... Uh, so, I mean, he was playing... The, his contribution to us was, was excellent and we saw, you know, we're hoping for mo- so much more and then the whole thing just got curtailed when... They flogged them just to uh, keep the lights on. So, uh, but a good player, but didn't quite, and never did, you know, for various reasons, never quite reached the level. So he made my bench, but he never made the first team. No, that's fair enough. That's completely fair enough. Um, sitting with yourself, Davey, um, we'll be interested to see if he made your top 10. Um, well, going back to the, the Warburton era for number seven, a boyhood fan who's went on to live a dream that every one of us have. I mean, it doesn't matter what age we are. We still have that dream of pulling on the Rangers shirt. He signed as a free agent after being released for Bradford, despite already having a reputation he's drawn this, the spectacular goal um, against top flight English clubs. Um, cemented in the middle of the park alongside Jason Holt. Um, a real key part of that first uh, that, that season where we won the championship. It's none other than Andrew William Halliday, Davy. What's your thoughts on him being in the top ten? Uh, very versatile. I mean, I always think of Andy Halliday's, and, and the goal that I think of is the one he scored at Stamford Bridge. You know, for Bradford, which uh, when they, I think they put them out the cup. So, no, Andy is uh, again one of our own. Love him to bits. His attitude second to none. Uh, Andy Halliday. And you could see, you know, from Gerard and Andy Hardy, you could see that oh, I think Gerard could connect with Andy Hardy in terms of what the club meant to him and his you know, dedication to the cause. And I, I think Gerard kind of possibly recognised that, you know, as something that he had with Liverpool, obviously at a far greater far greater level. But Andy Hardy had that at Rangers. His contribution. I, my abiding memory of Andy Halliday is the is the 2019 game against Emma Ibrooks when they were two minutes into the game, Andy Halliday flies into the challenge against them, and then you know wins the ball, puts it into the the West enclosure, and then stands over, you know the player and and gives him a mouthful, you know just giving him a wee uh, taste of what the rest of his day is going to look like. And uh, we were on our feet at that moment. And you knew that, and, and that's the attitude that Andy Halliday brought to our team. 
and and not a little skill either. Andy was is a fantastic player, as you can see. When he's still playing with Hearts, I think he kind of drifts in and out the team. But I think they just they, they pick and choose, you know, when he's he's coming off the bench or, or starting. So he continues to make a contribution to Hearts cause. He certainly made a contribution to our cause, and he is in my team, Andy Aldi, because uh, I've, I've a far better player, I think, than he gets. Uh, given credit for because you look at the goals that he scored. You know, it's, he's very versatile in the positions that he can play. Uh, you know, he's he's in my team, and he was. In fact, I was when he did leave and and um, was moved on. I I don't think he would have gone willingly. So I think it was a a, a grown up conversation between him and Gerard when when he moved. And Andy took it on the chin, moved on, and uh, and he, he continues, you know, his contribution with Hearts to this day. But certainly, uh, <clears throat> again, you know, what a good man to have in a tight corner is Andy Halliday. Chris, what's your thoughts on how Andy Halliday played in that championship season? For me, he was, um, he was a, a solid performer, and we talk about the he's a fan and he's got the passion as well. But as Davy says. The boy could kick a ball as well, man. Um, what's your thoughts on him? He was he was the ideal signing for that time, mate. We, we were getting players coming in, obviously, Robert was bringing in like your Waghorns, your Thoringhams, um, and all that. We needed somebody who had the Rangers identity about them, but some not just somebody, not just signing a Rangers supporter. You know I mean, I could play in the pitch, but somebody who was actually half decent as well. And Halliday was one thing about Halliday, I always think of is a crying shame. We never held on and lost, never lost the two goals in that Scottish Cup final because Halliday's goal that day was an absolute cracker. That is worthy of winning a Scottish Cup final, that goal. Do you know what I mean? And Halliday produced some great goals and some great moments. Again, that Cup game against Celtic, he was brilliant. Do you know what I mean? He went on the pitch for a war that day and he, got, and he took it and he led the battle. He would be my vice-captain in the team um, for my top 10 for the lower divisions. And that's a really important point about somebody having that Rangers identity, and it's something that many managers have spoke about like through their time. Even Dan Cavacat brought and Colin Hendry just so there's that Scottish Rangers identity as well. Warburton, it was a great signing with Warburton. Um, definitely what we needed at the time. Um, David Chris is right that that goal in the Scottish Cup final is. It's a kind of shame nobody ever speaks about it because we got beat, but it is worthy of is being up there with the, the goals of the season. Yeah, and Andy was capable of, you know, the odd worldly, you know, in terms of his, his contribution with goals. But I think his, uh, we didn't really rely on him for goals, but we certainly relied on him for attitude in terms of uh, letting the dressing room know exactly what they're involved in because he's got it in spades. Uh, so his contribution to our cause at that time was was absolutely crucial because we uh, we obviously had to go over that we heard that we failed at the first attempt to get out of the championship uh, but Andy was he was a good as, as, as we said you know an excellent Rangers player I mean and the attitude that he brought you know and the, just the influence in the dressing room I think Andy Hardy was is, is why he's, he's he's in my team no, no doubt about it no Chris, very last point on Andy Hardy. The the highlight for me, thinking back to his time in the championship when we won the league in that, um, I think it was a Wednesday night, after the game he jumps in with the Union Bears and that was just, that very, that was very symbolic of how we all felt after that journey. Absolutely, mate. Do you know what I mean? And you know, Fine well if he wasn't on the pitch, he'd be, if he wouldn't have, hadn't have signed for Rangers, he'd have been in the stands that night. Do you know what I mean? Because you remember it, it was a Wednesday night, and I don't know, I can't even remember the team they were playing, but game wasn't great, nothing like that. But what that meant, what sorry, mate? It was Dumbarton. Dumbarton, there we go. Um, what it, uh, he symbolised what it meant for all of us, do you know what I mean? It was like one of us playing there. And one thing as well, we can't forget is remember that ridiculous red card he got for. Celebrating towards the fans, I think it was at Morton. One of the most bizarre things I've seen under we were down there. Do you know what I mean? Even up there with the ball stuck in the hedge was that red card that night. Scandalous. I know, but um, well, that's us run through the the top seven. Uh, no, down 
from 15th to 7th. So we're going to call it a night there, folks. And we're going to come back next week with your top six. So um, let us know your thoughts in the list so far in the comments, listeners. Uh, all left to do until next time. First of all, thank you to Chris for coming on. Cheers, mate. It's great to be on and just bring you back some good memories as well. Aye, it's nice to have a nice wee therapy session, eh? And last but not least, thank you to Davey Paul. Yeah, good. To, I mean, because you're bringing, to, to just going through these names and the games that they were involved in. The game against Dumbarton actually was, I mean, I'd been at all the home games that season when we, we got the championship. And we'd actually gone up north, uh, you know, me and my wife and the two kids, two young kids had gone up and I say as well, I decided the day before, I say as well, there's, having been all the games, there's absolutely no way I'm going to miss us clinching that league title and getting back. So I actually left and drove back to Glasgow that night and then drove back the following day to, to just to go to that Dumbarton game and, and see us clinch the title. When And Andy was in, the, in with the Union Bears, you know, after the game uh, with a megaphone singing. <laughs> so it was... Uh, no, we just had to, that was obviously the last part of the journey getting us back to the top division, so there was no way I was missing that and I celebrated it as much as Andy Halliday did, you know, it was a, it was a good night. Well, I'll look forward to the next part, Colin, you know, see uh, I'm obviously looking at my team that I've drawn up, uh, I'm looking forward to getting through some of these players. Some of them, uh, I think, will be Plenty to say. Yeah, there's some we've got plenty to say about, and some for me, some questionable picks in the top end of the list, but we'll no spoil too much. And I will call it a day there. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you yeah. next time. Take care. <laughs>